is the main satellite. The main satellite. You motherfuckers hear that? The main satellite. Welcome to the main satellite. The main satellite, I am Tamarcus, AKA the Black Panther, AKA the Black Skull. And I'm in here with my main man, <laughs> fellow goes Berlian night. <laughs> Tell them who you are, man. My name is Brody. Bro, yeah, Brody. I am, um, as my main satellite just said, we're both goes Berlian nights, although we currently live in, uh, Winston and Charlotte, respectively. I don't know if I'm using that word correctly at the moment, but uh, I think I am. Anyway, we're happy to be here. Welcome back to the main satellite. We got some good stuff for y'all today. Hell yeah. We the have some main. Great stuff. The main satellite. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Twitter. You can also email us at the main satellite at gmail.com. You know, let us know what you like, what you don't like. And if you ever want to be a guest, let us know. Right. You can also find us on Spotify and various other platforms. Yeah. Apple Podcasts, Google yeah. Podcasts, all that. Um, if, you, if you're looking for us, you'll find us. And if yeah. you're not looking for us, we will find you. <laughs> <laughs> where you live. That's what they say, right, brother? Where you live. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to take some time out to do a little movie review on this uh new suicide squad movie <laughs> we went to go see it this past saturday um mm-hmm. overall i'll give you my overall impression of the movie and then we'll dive into some details after brody does the same but my overall impression of it was that it was garbage it was pure garbage it was sorry as hell sorry as fuck don't waste your money and what'd you think uh it was a bad film it was it was very like very it was sorry it just was not a good film uh if you are planning on going to go see it in theaters it's not that big of an it's not worth it and if you're planning on ordering, if you haven't already ordered HBO Max, I think that's what it's called, strictly to see this film, don't do it. We are going to give you just some bullet points uh, as far as we're concerned in terms of why you should avoid that movie. Like the fucking, well, not like the plague. That's a pretty shitty thing to say at the moment. But avoid the fucking film. Avoid the film as garbage. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah. The, the first one was garbage. The first Suicide Squad movie won't shit. <laughs> and I was determined not to see a sequel if they came out with one. And they came out with one. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it had Viola Davis in it, just mm-hmm. like the first one. But uh, they put I- Idris Elba in the second one as um, a main character. So mm-hmm. it, it, it was intriguing, but it was still Suicide Squad to mm-hmm. me. You know, mm-hmm. looking at the trailer, I was like, it's, it's still Suicide Squad. I, uh, I don't know. I don't think I want to go see it still, even though they got those two um, actors in Very, it that I really like. Yeah. 
very gifted black actors. So tell me, tell me, brother, why, in the name of God, after the disappointment of the first film, did you see the sequel? Why did you? <laughs> what was it that made you see the sequel, man? What caused that one? You, um, <laughs> you really were excited about it. The trailer got you hyped up, and you said we need to make a, a, a an event out of that. We need to go see this shit. It looked good as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, you were thinking that they turned a corner on it, that they learned from their mistakes, and they did not. No. They made <laughs> uh, worse mistakes this time around. The thing about this film, so I remember uh, uh, years ago, five over five years ago now, um, the first trailer came out, and I'm a big fan, as everybody by now, as you know, of course, my brother, I'm a lifelong comic book reader and lifelong comic fan. I still read and collect now to this day. And uh, one of my favorite uh, comics ever, series ever, is called uh, Suicide Squad. Sometimes it's called Secret Six or Task Force X. And over the years, there have been some great writers and artists who worked on it, Jada Strander, Gail Simone, um, quite a few uh, really, ex- uh, Christopher Priest, I believe, a very gifted black writer who's been in it for a while. So there have been some very gifted writers and graphic designers, artists, you know, pencilers, inkers, uh, letterers who've worked on these titles. And normally the balance that they strike is just right, is just right. When I saw, and the only other time it turns out that I would ever go on to view uh, a balance that's that's, that's, that's stricken that well in any other medium would be uh, an episode of Justice League Unlimited. The old cartoon series Justice League Unlimited and the episode was called Task Force X. Very well done. Very well done. Well, I ought to have stuck with that. I ought to have stuck with that and left well enough to fuck alone. But 2016 is a fucking trailer on, um, on television and it's got all the right music. They got the right beats. They really put that trailer together. They really did. They put it together really well to get motherfuckers like me and they got me you and i went to go see the film it was really bad but since we were 12 years old 12 13 years old what you and i've done is when we're watching a movie or a tv series we can tend to get the, the humor out of it we can well if it's sorry we'll try to get what we can out of it because we're already engaged so with the first suicide squad film we were able to enjoy it for what it was it was hot garbage but we're going to enjoy it for what it was because we were seeing it together and that's what the fuck we do. There was humor, at least. This film, what did you think of the humor in this film? What did you think of the approach with this film? After seeing that fantastic trailer. <laughs> the the humor in, in this movie, um, it was not there, even though they tried their damnedest mm-hmm. to put humor throughout the entire movie mm-hmm. but it just wasn't there you know maybe some people can force a laugh out um but as far as like something being genuinely humorous it, it, it wasn't i can count on one hand and i can on count the, yeah on one finger i was about to say count to two but yeah. <clears throat> two or one or two uh, moments that were really funny Actually fucking funny. But other than that, it was everything was forced. They tried to throw everything in there. They tried to do a whole lot of off the wall things to where 
that they they thought the audience would be like, oh man, damn man, they they they, they did that or or they, did something or, new. they wanted yeah. to be quirky. Yeah, quirky. they wanted to be quirky mm-hmm. and 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 corny type cool or whatever. Like man, they, man, they just they did that's just off the wall right there. And it, it it didn't stick. It didn't stick with with people like us. And I doubt it'll stick with with you if if you are if you like good entertainment. Yeah. Uh, all the mistakes. So this is a double header, really, guy. All the mistakes that I made in terms of my anticipation of the first Suicide Squad back in 2015, 2016. Uh, on account of the trailer. And obviously, my love of the uh, characters going back decades. I made those same mistakes with this trailer. All mm-hmm. the things that drew me into the first film drew me into this film. And like last time, I had to have my brother with me. So I dragged your ass alone for the ride. And even you you were saying, then I got to give it to you. Ain't going to be shit. I don't, <laughs> for a change, I don't see what you see in this trailer. I'm like, man, come on, we gotta go see it. It's gonna be cool. And it's, you know, it's gonna be a reverend. It's gonna be quirky. All the same things that James Gunn and company did all, did all over again. They, they, they went into it that mind. So let's do something that's never been done before without thinking about how it's gonna impact the audience or how, how interested it actually is. So five and some change years later, I fell for the same shit all over again. I'm like <laughs> this, like you said, they've turned the corner. They've learned from the first film. They've got Idris. They've got Viola. They've got a, a slew of other actors who are really good at what it is that they do. And uh, and a few folks I haven't heard, I've never heard of. And I and I also am a James Gunn fan because I enjoy the Guardians of the Galaxy films. I do. I haven't seen the third one. I think there's been a three or I don't think I've even seen two yet, but I enjoy the Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy films. So I thought, okay, he saw the mistakes that were made with the first film. The gaudiness, the 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 overwrought um, action sequences, the corniness, the irreverent approach, the quirky approach. He's not gonna surely him and his team aren't gonna do that. And they did it again. And the trailer was gonna drag my ass in. And I turned around and grabbed you and said, "Brother, we gotta go see this." And you were saying once again, "This ain't gonna be shit, bro." Like normally we on the same page, but you'd have been burned one goddamn time. Or you want to be burned again? I'm like, man, we gotta sit together. At the very least, if it's sorry, which I didn't think it would be, I I I'd hoped that it would be really good, right? And that the directors, producers, screenwriters, so on and so forth would have learned. But I thought at the very least, if it sucks this time around, well, we got something out of the first, uh, got something pretty substantial out of the first Suicide Squad, you know. So we can do it again. I can count on one hand, as you've just said, my brother, a funny moment. And even with that moment, it was milked. So if you didn't laugh at it the first time, you were going to laugh at it the second time or the third time. By the third time, I'm pretty well, uh, I'm pretty, uh, uh, well, we were pretty well dried up on that. And then the rest of the film, you just spent waiting for something to happen that was, since this is the approach you're going to take, okay, let's see how good you are at it. Yeah. Mm. Spurler alert. <laughs> Spurler. Spurler. Don't get spur on that. Yeah. Let, let's get into some details. Mm-hmm. So if you don't, if, if you planning on going to see it, even after we told your ass, steer clear of this this debacle. That's on you. So spurler alert. Um <laughs> uh parts of the movie that that um 
shit, I was about to say that, that that pissed me off, but a whole lot of part, a whole bunch of parts in that movie pissed me off, but some left me scratching my head too. Like um, when Idris and his companions had got detained or or or, or arrested by mm-hmm. the um police, and they were in the back of that that uh truck, and Idris, mm. it, I guess that was supposed to be a cool moment when he. Mm-hmm you know had the police officer light a cigarette for him and he was like um do you know the old uh ninjutsu or the the japanese way to have you ever heard of the technique of killing somebody without without doing something and the man was mm-hmm. like no nah, there's no way that that's possible and he was like he just shook his head and i thought he was gonna do something cool he didn't do nothing but mm-hmm. he just headbutted the guy during that bit i didn't know what he was saying the soundtrack, uh, the background was very loud. Um, there was a lot going on in the background in terms of action. And obviously it was meant to be a 10 scene. Man, I didn't even know that he said that about the this way to kill him. I had no idea. I, I just knew that he was mumbling something. And it was, uh, it didn't make any sense to me. And I remember looking over at you and thinking, is he getting this? But then I'm looking at your face and I'm like, he ain't he ain't getting this shit either. Like, what the fuck is this? That was that was akin to um the first X-Men movie where Storm was like, Do you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? The same thing as everything else. Yeah, yeah. It was like that. Same it was very corny. That was 20 some years ago. That was 20 some years ago. We have we we've still not learned specific directors uh, and screenwriters still haven't learned that, that kind of thing is sort of out. I mean, that was corny then, that sort of a thing. But at the very least, I could hear what the fuck she was saying. I couldn't hear a goddamn thing Idris was fucking saying, and I didn't know what the point of that scene was. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And that was the thing. That was the thing. I just want to say, brother, that was the thing that uh, persisted throughout the movie. There were several bits where I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. And anyone who knows us knows that we're pretty big on uh, attention to detail. My brother and I are. And we're pretty good at it. And we're pretty good at, we don't have to have things explained to us more often than not. We get the run of novels and comics and films and plays and TV shows. But that feeling persisted for me. Through that feeling of confusion persisted throughout the whole of the film. The course of the film, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What is this supposed to mean? Uh, what is the significance of this? It was a, and everything in the stew plus the kitchen sink sort of ordeal and it did not make any fucking sense in so many ways. It was all over the place. Mm-hmm. It, it was all over the place. Like it didn't have a central focus. Not that it had to have a strict central focus mm-hmm. but whenever they were veering off it was just all over the place it was just an explosion of 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 shit yeah that splattered all over the walls mm-hmm. it won't nothing man that, that shit was sorry as hell and um something that uh, let's get to the point that really fucking pissed me off um mm-hmm. the harley quinn scene mm-hmm. where she um broke out of um she was being interrogated being being, mm-hmm. being tortured um but she ended, she ended up getting out of it and killing a whole bunch of dudes and it, it was just a long drawn out scene just to show how deadly this white woman can be mm-hmm. I mean I like like you I like Harley Quinn I like Harley Quinn but she already had 
her time in the spotlight. For 20 some years, she's had yeah. her time in the spotlight. Yeah. But um, the way she was killing, killing those, those men, you would think that she had some kind of superpower or something. You would think mm-hmm. that she was bloodshot or, mm-hmm. or John Cena's character, you know, they, mm-hmm. that's their special ability. They could, mm-hmm. you know, Perform the impossible. Out. Yeah, perform the impossible. impossible. That's right. She was, in a pitch. She, 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 she was just picking off people like like she was a sniper with, with two handguns, all headshots. And if it hadn't been established before that scene, which is the one out that I've read, so spoiler reviews, my brother, so spoiler reviews. Uh, Spurler. A lot, Spurler fucking <laughs> reviews and Spurlers, which I avoided before you and I went to go see the film. That was supposed, evidently a lot of people feel that that was the big scene that really made the movie. So her escaping this interrogation room, her damn near effort, well, pretty much effortlessly, effortlessly escaping the interrogator in the room with her and then mowing down dozens and dozens of uh, men in this militia or whatever the fuck you want to call it. This this, this group of fucking people. Like nobody... Uh, was competition to her. No, no, no soldier, no one in that room was competition to her. I guess it was supposed to symbolize that her strength is in her insanity. But if that was what they were going for, if that's what Gunn was going for, um, and the screenwriters were going for, then to me, they that was a failure. That was a great big failure. There were other ways to illustrate uh, her personal strength. Uh, there were ways that would have been more effective than using her insanity as a superpower herself, because that's the way it comes off as if her superpower is insanity. And furthermore, she is far more powerful than other individuals on the team. She is the, so that was supposed to be the big scene. Like they did something with Harley Quinn that they could not do in Birds of Prey, but to all intents and purposes, to me, to both of us, that was a mini Harley Quinn movie in the middle of the film. It also broke up like what little continuity the film had, what little uh, streamlined action there was going on, that completely broke it up. So she was the MVP character. By far, she was the MVP character. She already had Birds of Prey. She had the previous Suicide Squad. She's big in the comics. She's been in the comics for a while. She's got a, on HBO, she's got a Harley Quinn mm-hmm. on HBO. This mm-hmm. character, uh, and like you were saying, my brother, we enjoy Harley Quinn. We love the character and the origin and all of that, but there is a such thing as overexposure. And buying into the trope of the mythical white man, or in this case, the mythical white woman. She was more powerful than uh, every other character in the film. Yeah. And she was the MVP in the film. Yep. She was the POV in the motherfucking film. Come to think on it, Mark. Yeah, that there was no reason shit. If she could do all if she could do all of what she did, there was no reason to have any of the other characters in there. They could have just dropped her in and had her take care of everything. Easy peasy fucking limit squeezy, because that's what she ended up doing. To me, it is as if the other characters, well, they were all supporting characters to this one to Harley Quinn. If it had been a Harley Quinn film. If it had been built that way and uh, advertised in that way, then I'm sure we wouldn't have had uh, that particular problem with this film. But she is very overpowered in the film. And we get it. Harley Quinn is cool. We get it. She's powerful. We get it. She overcomes. We get all of that. 
but it ended up coming off like the uh, mystical white man trope, or there's another expression for it, uh, but I think I said it a few minutes ago, except for it was a white woman. And she overshadowed everyone else in the film, including the villains. You also had characters who ought to have been, or like if you're going to lean into the quirk, right? If you're going to lean into the irreverent nature of these of the film or the characters, they utilize the characters that are quirky or irreverent a bit more, like like uh, Killer Shark, King Shark, excuse me, or um, Spurler Alerts, Spurler fucking Alerts. There were a lot of characters who were introduced at the beginning of the film uh, who were even more irreverent and quirky than the second crew of characters who were uh, introduced. The main, the people that you see in most of the trailers and in the reviews and things like that or whatever. And so they were introduced uh, to illustrate how dangerous these missions could be and that anybody could die. And they had a bunch of really interesting abilities but they weren't interesting characters in the context of this film. So that is where the stakes were. You knew what was going to happen, what could happen at any point in the fucking film, only for the film to continue and not really have that happen. Not really. It happened a time or two, but the movie was over. So it wasn't, it wasn't a Suicide Squad at all, or Task Force X. It was something else. James Gunn and his uh, collaborators went in this, like you said, and it just vomited all over everything and see what the fuck would stick. And I'm thinking about it now, God, and what I'm considering is, is this the same thing he did with Guardians of the Galaxy, but it, he lucked out that it didn't turn out that way? Yeah. Something in, happened with me in this movie that happened with Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Guardians of, of the Galaxy Part 2, it was, it was pretty good, but it was long. It was too long. Just like with this movie, mm. I was ready for it to end. I was mm. like, damn, when this shit going down? End. Same thing happened in Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2. I'm like, damn, they keep dragging this shit out. Like, what the fuck? When this shit going to end? Yeah. <laughs> Look, we stood up. I think that's uh, one of the first things we said on the way out of the theater, out of the viewing room, which was that shit was either on the way out of there or once we got out. Both of us uh, concern, had been concerned for a while about when this shit was going to be over. How much more blood can you squeeze out of this already uh, uh, husk of a fucking, just this turnip husk? That never had any blood in it anyway, to begin with. How much further on are you going to go? You know, And it went on for well over two hours. It is a very long, uh, very tedious film. And if you're dealing with a, a, a film about superheroes or supervillains or the supernatural or science fiction, the one thing you don't want is to be faced with just complete tedium. And that's what that fucking film is. That's what it was. For all the bright colors and bombastic explosions and exotic characters and the music that is uh, constantly swelling and it's all that. For all of that, it's a very tedious film. It felt like a fucking chore sitting there and watching that goddamn film. And that started pretty early on in the film too, that feeling. Mm-hmm. Damn sure did. Before this shit came out, I was saying that I don't want to hear no shit about anything about releasing some kind of cut, director's mm, cut, mm, mm. like this new, like the uh, 
the Snyder cut. Like I'm man, I got we got so tired of hearing about that Snyder cut bullshit. Mm-hmm. And you say they already already uh have petitions going about releasing some kind of director's cut. Uh, the the air the air cut, yes. The suicide got so the guy who directed the first suicide uh, squad film insists that the version we saw, the reason it failed is because he wasn't allowed to um to present his 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 genuine vision, his true vision. The studio got a hold of it and decided they wanted to butcher his vision. But I don't ever recall uh, before the Snyder cut. God, that is so irritating, you know. That's yes. so irritating. I don't recall him having a word to say about it before the Snyder cut. These petitions and these this demand for this cut to be released uh, was a big thing, and and suddenly it became a thing. They DC uh, Warner Brothers did not release my true vision of the Suicide Squad. And also he waited right good until this new film began to be promoted. He needed he needed that spotlight on him because maybe he was afraid that the new film, everybody had reason to believe, people had reason to believe God, people who saw the first film, there's no way that the new film can't won't be blowing the older film out of the water because it was just sorry. I mean, it was bad. It was funny as hell, uh, ironically. You know, it wasn't funny because it was trying to fucking be uh, to us, but he probably felt, okay, it's going to, it's going to blow my film out of the water. And I have to make sure that people know that mine is nothing to be down on. There's no way that that first film would have been any better than what it was. Nah. No it, fucking it might, way. It might well have been worse. Which yeah. beggars fucking description or belief, really. I would could have been. Uh, the same thing happened with the Snyder Cut. Now, <laughs> I've I haven't seen all of the first. I could I just couldn't do it. I just I could not sit for that first Justice League film. I just couldn't do it, man. And for anybody, of course, you know, God, you know, if it's a superhero film, I'm a long term, a lifelong superhero fan, comic book reader, all of those things. I'm gonna give something a chance, and I probably won't get up and walk the fuck away. I mean, I didn't get up and walk out of Hellboy, either one of those films we saw together, and those were not no fucking films. They weren't the worst of films, but they weren't good. The first Justice League film, I couldn't take it, man. I, I just, I had to cut that shit off. To me, it felt like some of, we're both big readers. The kind of reader I am, if I jump into a novel and it's just not getting me, I can be two or 300 pages into it and it shows no signs of getting better. But something inside of me feels guilted into finishing the novel. That's how I've always fucking been, okay? That's the way that I felt after seeing the first Justice League film or attempting to take in the whole of the first Justice League film. So when they, when when news of the Snyder cut began to revolve, this petition was there and then the stars were in on it, the people started the film and then Snyder himself was in on it. I'm like, I ain't no way the hell I'm gonna be able to watch that. So the most I've been able to do is watch clips. But based upon what you've told me, my brother, because you somehow, <laughs> you had the strength to sit through that shit. I, I don't know I didn't watch did. that shit. You, you didn't watch it. Hell no! Did you see? You saw, wait a minute! You saw some of it. Uh, just clips. Okay. okay. Like it, it, was the, it was the first uh, Justice League that it was on TV, and I got you know this DVR with YouTube TV. Um, mm-hmm. I I fast forward. Okay. Forward okay. through yeah. it. You know, yeah. little 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 bite sized pieces, and I just I basically watched the movie within fifteen minutes or so. So this entire time, I've been thinking that you somehow managed to sit through that shit, but the whole hell time I was mistaken. No. Where the hell you were able to sit through it either? So 
I, like you, have seen clips on YouTube. And I watched um, uh, nearly the, the, even the action sequences, man, which you and I aren't, aren't all about action, but if, if it's interesting action, if it's interesting excitement going on, we can, we can, we can, we can buy into that. We can get into that. But even the action sequences weren't enough to keep me hooked, man. I'm like, fuck this. I, I don't want to see this. I, I can't, I can't, I can't do this, you know. The the only the only thing um positive about this new Suicide Squad is that um Viola Davis is in it and Idris mm -hmm. Elba Elba is in it. Mm -hmm. That's the only mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. They got they got paid and they were yeah. able to be uh uh they had they got work, they were paid. Uh even if the film was bad, they, their performances are pretty good. I mean, what there were of them, as we were saying earlier, they didn't get a whole lot of screen time. It was it was the, it was the, the Margot Robbie movie. What was the moment you were speaking about earlier in terms of what uh, and this and this winding, twisting, nonsensical fucking film? What was the one time you were able to laugh? When did that occur? What was that moment? <laughs> it's where uh, what's his name? King Shark mm -hmm. was about to eat. Uh, the rat girl. Rat, rat catcher too. Or yeah, rat, rat catcher woman too. Yeah. Two, whatever. Um, well, he was about to eat her and um everybody on the team woke up and was like, oh, oh what the fuck are you doing? Um everybody woke up to to see it and stop it. And uh John Cena's character, I, I keep forgetting his fucking name. Peacemaker. He, Peacemaker mm -hmm. was standing in some tidy whities. <laughs> that, that was like the only <laughs> funny part. And that was the part that I laughed at as well. We both laughed at that maybe twice, but then they kept doing it over and over again in the same screen. And the joke, of course, is, at least the way that we viewed it and view it is, this big, burly, cut-up-ass man, dick is fucking out. Uh, a murderer, murdering for the sake of keeping peace, the mo the manliest of men, and he's wearing uh, tidy whites. And it's, it's supposed to be funny, so his dick is out. And that's that's not his literal dick, but he got what they were going for. He's innocent, but he's not innocent, X, Y, and Z. And it was ridiculous. And it was funny to both of us when they had the group shot, really. And they were right at the forefront of the uh, frame there at the forefront of the uh, shot. And it was funny to begin with, but then they did it again in the same scene. And then they did it again. It's like, all right, you've milked that one. And that's what it felt like they kept doing throughout the film. Yeah, they did. It's not a good film. Not it a just, good film at all. It just meandered. Like you were saying earlier, I, I, there didn't seem to be much in the way of a plot. Uh, there didn't seem to be much in the way of specific themes being explored. And like you were saying earlier, listen, listeners, we don't need to have uh, uh, every movie be the color purple or Citizen Kane or, or, or whatever. We don't need that. We can go in and have a good fucking time. And we understand that, well, it's a superhero film or an anti-hero film. And, uh, you know, y'all are expecting to go in and see Malcolm X. No, we, we were not expecting to see Malcolm X. But just because a film is not Malcolm X doesn't mean that it, it, it can't be good. Doesn't mean it can't be exceptional. It doesn't mean it ought not to be exceptional for what it is. So we are aware that there are people who are saying, well, what the fuck did you expect? We didn't expect the greatest story ever told. We did expect something something that was uh, uh, passing good a bit. I mean, we did pay our money for it. And no, James Gunn and the screenwriters and actors and actresses don't owe us a goddamn thing. We're not going to say that's two and a half hours of our lives we can't get back because we're grown, big, burly-ass, taken-ass men. Mature. We know better than that. 
We went into it, spent our money. We are speaking of what it could have been versus what it was. Uh, nothing in the way of uh, things that were relatable, explored, or anything whatsoever. Uh, there really was no plot. The characters that ought to have been able to stand out like Idris Elba, right? Like Amanda Waller, because she's the H head HBIC, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. No development of her character, no development of her, her backstory. I'm not saying every character, we feel that every character ought to have had some extended scene where in which it was, you know, the backstories were expressed. But damn, I mean, she was one of the most interesting characters in the film. Yes. They tried to do, mm -hmm. go ahead. See, the time they took with uh, Harley, um, they could have used used that time to 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 uh for Amanda. Yeah, yeah, could have been three minutes because mm -hmm. you get the point that she is. What you do get is that she's ruthless and she do whatever it takes to make sure that her bosses are pleased and that the mission is successful, even if even when it's not. She's a ruthless motherfucking woman. She's a monster. I would have been. We already know about Harley Quinn. We know about Harley Quinn already. So I would have been. We would have been more interested in understanding what brought her to where she was, where she is in the film. You didn't get it in the first film. You don't get it in the fucking sequel, right? Or kind of, sort of sequel, sort of, kind of, sort of reboot, whatever the fuck. Would have been good to see that. Um, they attempted to do that uh, with the, the people who created the film with uh, Bloodsport, Idris Elba's character. Hmm. But it, it fell flat on his face. It just wasn't interesting. I call him Bloodshot. <laughs> Was it Bloodshot? Is it Bloodshot, Bloodsport? I don't know. Blood I don't know. I don't know. Blood, I, look, I, would, I wasn't, I'm too sure. I was called Blood some guy, Idris Elba. That's who yeah. he is in the movie, yeah. Idris Elba. <laughs> his name is Idris Elba in the film. That's who he is, right, Brian? That's who he Hell is. Yeah, yeah. Idris yeah. Elba. Just like Margot Robbie is Margot, not Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Uh, it fell flat on his face. Also, Deadshot, it was pretty much the exact same motivation for him to do the right thing as it was for Idris in this film. That's so lazy that was as a, fuck. It is very lazy. It's a retread, and it didn't work the first time. Nah. Uh, there were points in this film, God, when I felt like Look, so the same way we felt five and a half, almost six years ago about the first film is the way that I felt this film, which is how many times did they start and stop filming? Because at times it felt like it was a different movie altogether. Mm -hmm. Like whatever whatever thread had been had been successfully grabbed had been dropped or put down and forgotten about. And then production starts on the film again and it's a completely different fucking film it felt very disjointed that's the word i'm going to use for it very disjointed nonsensical it didn't feel like it was the same movie from time to time and i know you can recall this because we had a good laugh on this that was the same way that the first film felt mm -hmm. yeah uh whoever is cutting these trailers for these films they are very skilled. They know what to do to do what my brother and I here call putting asses in seats because they got my ass twice. God <laughs> damn it. And it didn't get you, but I had to drag you along for the ride, my brother. I had to drag you because we thought that there was a possibility we could get something out of it. I mean, we weren't able to laugh about the other one. I mean, we actually had a real, as sorry as the first film was, we actually had a very good time because we accepted that it was garbage and we could just roll with it. Also, this put me off DC films altogether. Like, I don't want to see, I don't want, I ain't going to see the Batman. I'm not going to see the Batman. I don't want to see any other DC film unless it's animated because those tend to be the ones that are better. And I'm not paying to see those. Let's talk about a film that um, we haven't seen 
and don't plan on seeing <laughs> because we saw the trailer. Um, so Nick Cannon, <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cannon has this new movie called She Ball. She Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, we checked out the trailer and it and it looks like hot garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me give you a summary of what the movie is about. And then we can dive into the details. So on a mission to save his Inglewood community community, mm, on a mission to save his Inglewood community center, Avery Watts, who is Nick Cannon, enlists a talent, a talented basketball player named Shelby to help him win the grand prize in a street ball tournament. The Shelby person is a, is a white girl with blonde hair. Um, together, Avery and Shelby challenged local politicians, gangs, and their own stereotypes to save their community. So they team up. Nick Cannon is a, um, according to the, to, the, to the trailer, Nick Cannon is an ex-con. He had dreams of making it to the NBA and, and the skill to make it, but he got caught up into some, into some bullshit, some crime, doing some mm-hmm. kind of crime with, it, with his boys or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the trailer is full of negative black stereotypes and tropes. And then you have this, uh, this young white girl coming in to save the day. And that is why I have no intention of seeing this fucking movie. I don't give a damn if there's a twist or what. I don't care. I don't give a damn if somebody come to me and tell me the movie is good. I'm not going to watch it. Nick Cannon. Um, I've I never really liked Nick Cannon. Last year, he, he made some um, uh, anti-Semitic comments. I already didn't like him that much to begin with, but he made those comments and stuff before that, he was super, super duper pro-black. Mm-hmm. So seeing this trailer, is, it's a um, contrast to, to what he says that he's all about. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, empowering black people and, and uh, making sure that we straight and everything. But mm-hmm. he's, he's got this uh, movie where this, this white girl is saving the day when, when we couldn't dig ourselves out of whatever hole we're in in this movie tell me what you thought about the trailer the trailer um i feel exact i felt upon seeing it exactly as you felt we saw it at the same time at the suicide squad (laughs) and we both we we did one of those things where we turned to one another and like looked at one another like what the fuck is this what what is this shit you know what we've been doing since we were 12 13 years old feel to the brim positively lousy with uh stereotypes black stereotypes of uh, of the black community so like he was saying nick cannon's character is an ex-con he got involved in a mix-up shot some fucking body shot at somebody who knows it probably was over fucking drugs because we know how these things go uh he also can't think of a better way to uplift this community um beyond basketball which we've seen a million times by now street you know, ball Street motherfucking ball, <laughs> but street motherfucking beast. But look, uh, it, it just couldn't be basketball. It had to be street ball. It had to be gruff, grimy, dirty. It had to be tough, rough and tumble. 
he has been a very pro pro black person for a while. I really do my best not to uh, not to watch anything he's in. I don't like Nick Cannon. There's something about his personality that comes off as very false, uh, very fake, and condescending. Like to me, he's always come off just in the interviews like an asshole, a person that I wouldn't want to have anything to do with. Man, not that, easily, like no, nah, those are some uh, on point descriptions of of Nick Cannon to me. Mm-hmm. Condescending. And- a, a yeah. fucking know-it-all phony yeah yes and a a real picky five motherfucker like he really uh he com- i've heard him pick on other people so that's what mm-hmm. we call it in goldsboro some of us call it picket five he's motherfuckers picket five um like he was saying a know-it-all uh and someone again who was condescending like he knows his shit doesn't stink or if it does it's nowhere near as stinky as yours is you know nowhere near as stinking i should say <laughs> as yours is um, so I try my best not to pay attention to what he's got going on, but then the anti-Semitism showed itself, you know. Uh, now, to me, he doesn't come off to be like an evil person, but he does come off like an asshole. And there is a dyed-in-the-wool asshole, and there is a distinction. There is a line between those two things. He's not a person whose uh, films that I've ever been that interested in absorbing. I'm not interested in the music he makes. I'm not interested in his efforts. If he's doing great things for the Black community and for, for people in general, I'm all for that, but I won't be tuning in to watch what's going on with it or listening or whatever the fuck. So it gets an indictment, man, is how I feel about it, of how he actually fucking feels about the black community. Why not? If you're going to make a street ball film and it's going to be filled with stereotypes and it's going to be filled with lessons in terms of how we can overcome adversity, poverty, racism, hunger, crime, ignorance, whatever, at the very least, if you're going to do it, do it till you're satisfied. Don't insert a white savior into that role. Get a black woman. Right? Get a, get a, get a black woman. Have a black woman put into that role. If you're going to do it, what we've already seen a thousand times over, do it till you're satisfied. Do it in a way that makes sense to us. But he brought in a, a white actress, a white woman. And I suppose that's supposed, that's supposed to be the actress or one of the, the axis upon which the entirety, entirety of the film takes place, upon which it spins. Uh, I thought the trailer was rife with fucking... It, it, the trailer, to me, whoever put that trailer together, <laughs> it made it seem as if it was going out of its way. They wanted to let us know that there was hope, like, during this time in America. And across the world, there's hope so black people and white people can get together, which is something we already know, and can be successful and fix things together, together, whatever. But I believe that the story uh, <laughs> is not enough because Nick Cannon went out of his way to get as many big names as he could. And frankly, each one of these big names are people, for the majority of them, I would say, are people we have seen in similar fucking films. Yeah. You know, uh, we don't need another white savior film. We've already seen uh, Dangerous Minds. We've already seen The Hangover, or or not The Hangover. The uh, what's the what's the film with Sandra Bullock in it? Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. The, oh, the, the, uh, the um, with the football player. The football player. Uh, that big burly ass. I can't even football remember player. the name of that shit. What I call it? A hangover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's something like that. And we just have we have too much goddamn pride. We're too proud. The blind side. 
the blind side. Why the fuck did I? I guess the blind and hangover. I don't know. Maybe I equated it with that or whatever. But yes, brother, the blind side. We've already had that. We have had numerous. We had Forrest Gump. We've had. We've already had enough films in which the black characters have their own agency, but they don't possess enough of their own agency to save themselves. And we see the same story over and over again. And here it is yet again with this skinny white chick, white woman coming in and being the biggest, baddest fucking, just for the trailer alone, biggest, baddest street ball player ever. Like she's a real revelation. Yeah, snapping back at, at, at black women. Uh-huh. You know, to, to prove that she has got the guts. Yeah, she's got mm-hmm. the guts to to go up against these uh overly aggressive black women that are uh-huh. portrayed in this fucking film. Mm-hmm. I know it's in the film because it's in the fucking trailer. That's um, but all of this, this white savior trope and these negative black stereotypes and tropes brought to you from a person who says that he's all about the black community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not only brought to you by him, but the character... <laughs> <laughs> the character in the film is a thinly veiled version of himself because one of the things he says in the trailer is, I want to build our wealth in our community and mm-hmm. I want to keep it here. That's what he says. That is exactly what he said in actual life. That's what he said in real life. Um, but when it comes down to the when it when, when the time arise when the time comes to show that that's not what you're about it is an indictment of and who uh he is and how he mm-hmm. is a phony a phony and uh when he was on wild and out i think he was on wild and out he was a phony when he was in what's the name of that fucking movie i i got a bad feeling about him way back in the day man what's that yeah. fucking movie where he's in with uh christina million uh uh, uh where he's uh oh no that was he's, he's supposed to be some goofball and supposed yeah. to trying to get out get a date with her or some shit like that yeah, and yeah. she builds him. I know it's not drumline. She, I don't maybe, maybe I don't know, but she builds him up for those spurler alert, spurler alert for motherfuckers ain't seen a thirty year old goddamn <laughs> fucking film. But because some people have it, I suppose. But she builds him up, and then he turns his back on her. So she is now the geek, and he is the cool guy in the school. I always got the feeling when I I've seen it a time or two. Each time, and with any role for that matter. That I see Nick Cannon in, if he's playing an asshole, I always had a gut feeling that he doesn't have to stretch his muscles too much to portray that asshole. Because he comes off as that's who he actually is yeah. in real life. You yeah. Know? yeah. And, and speaking of real life, like um, these comments that he made, mm-hmm. they were um, shocking and disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, we're. <laughs> We're pro black, mm-hmm. but pro being pro black doesn't mean that you're a, a fucking racist. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yes. Like those comments were out of this world to me. Yeah. He, he called people sa- savages. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and he also was talking this, 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 this. What are those motherfucking Israelite? I'm a Hebrew hotel hotel shit and Hebrew yeah. Israelites. Yeah. All that bullshit, man. All all these crazy motherfuckers, man. Um, but he gonna turn around. He, he's the he's the most pro black motherfucker out there. But he gonna turn around and do this shit. Like how how much do you really care about your 
community? And the answer to that question is he evidently does not, or at the very least not nearly as much as he claims and has always claimed to have done. Look, look, uh, um, um, movie um, promotions and, uh, and also on a, um, a, a, a sweatshirt that he was wearing because he did an interview on, uh, on The Breakfast Club and he had on his sweatshirt promoting the movie, She Ball. Mm -hmm. It was a, a black power fist, mm -hmm. but it was pink. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of the in, in the middle of the back black power fist was a silhouette of a of the white girl holding a basketball. Holy shit. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, that's that's terrible. That is terrible. And that's Nick Cannon. Um, I want to make two comments, <laughs> two comments, excuse me, two comments on that. Number one, I firmly agree with what it is you've just said about his anti-Semitism and his ignorance. Just because you're a pro-black pro doesn't mean you have to be anti-anything else. You don't have to be anti-Latino. You don't have to be anti-Middle Eastern. You don't have to be anti-Native American, anti-white even. You're anti-specific aspects, caustic, poisonous aspects of whatever culture is, uh, 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 let's say, for instance, persecuting other cultures, okay? Or other people, other races. But you're not anti the entirety of that fucking race. So... Being pro-black evidently to him means he needs to be anti something else. And as badly as we've been treated, why the fuck? That always gets me about black people, man. Black Americans in particular, uh, who are bigoted or hold racist views of Jewish people. Now, yes, just like the black community, the Jewish community has their shit with them too. We've all got our shit with us. Every group of people has their shit, right? But Turning to bigotry, stamping in someone else's face to make yourself, to make your walk cleaner or smoother is not the way to fucking go. No. Nah. Um, and that's what he did when it came, when it's when it came to uh the 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 Jewish to Jews to a degree. But also what I wanted to say was, you know, so you describing that sweatshirt to me. Mm -hmm. When I think about it, based upon who he's always seemed to be publicly, okay, and privately, like the, the, the quote-unquote private part of his life, private part of his life is willing to show us, right? Okay? The more I think about the kind of women he's been drawn to. <laughs> now, you know that I've loved Mariah Carey since I was a little boy. When we first met, that's one of the first questions you ever knew that I fucking had. We little mm -hmm. ass kids. It was Mariah Carey. Nobody could, few people could sing better than her. She was very attractive. I found her, even when I was 12, I, I found her very attractive, you know, whatever. It kept on for years. So I understand what he could have seen in her. Her talent, obviously she's a very beautiful woman, but she's also biracial. And a few of the women he's been with are very similar to her. So when you're, when you're, when you're, describing the sweatshirt to me and we we're also thinking about the trailer for this film which you know he's the director i'm sure he played a, he, he probably wrote the whole thing or at least he had complete control creative control i know he did we know he did i started thinking about how it's actually not unexpected him doing something like this this man who loves his community so well it doesn't mean you can't have white people in your film it doesn't mean you can't support uh, Mexican people. It doesn't mean you can't support Native Americans or Asians. It doesn't or Jews. It doesn't mean any of that. But if you are as pro black as pro black as you say you are, then 
put up or shut up. Put your money and your time and your effort and energy. Put your attention where your mouth is. Yeah, exactly. It's it's always the people who um try to be the most woke and the most pro-black who are the biggest phonies. That's right. Know-it-alls. Yeah. And they they say they're for the community, but they, they're really not. Mm-hmm. Like these pro-black anti-vaxxers that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and anti-maskers. Yeah. They're all the goddamn same. How much do you really care about your people? If you're spreading bullshit that's getting them sick and killed, how much do you really care about them? They can't. They can't care about them at all. And if they were able to care about them, if they held that, if they possessed that capacity, then they'd be willing to listen when people with actual information that is helpful, that is backed up by science and is backed up by history, that is backed up by um, specific contexts. If they were interested in knowing better in terms of uh, caring about the people, then they will be interested in listening. But of course they aren't. Because they don't care about the people, it's about them and nobody else. But it's a good <coughs> excuse me, it's a good sound bite. A good sound bite to say I, I care about my people. And like uh Nick Cannon said many times, various other motherfuckers, you know, uh movie stars and musicians and people that, you know, friends and family members, folks that that you know are in the average person's orbit, or you in their orbit, or you know, both of those things at the same time simultaneously. If you cared you'd be willing to listen to what people who are better informed or even differently informed than you had to say, but you have made your mind up. So it's a great soundbite to say, I care about my people, but really the addendum is I care about my people or our people so long as nobody else is looking and I would do what I want to do when I feel like it. And if you decide you want to confront me on that or you want to call me on my horse shit, then I'm going to be after it. Or I'm going to be a straight up asshole to you. I'm going to insult you. I'm going to put you down. I'm going to become aggressive with you. Yep. It's more of that, more narcissism, man. Yep. It's more of that narcissism, you know. More, more of that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and Nick Cannon, for those who are saying that, well, you guys are saying a lot about this film. You haven't even seen it yet. I guarantee, we guarantee that not only will it be everything we pointed out, for those of you who don't believe that, it will be, it will be more. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll be more. Yeah. And we don't even have to see it to find out. We, we don't see it. If, if, if we do see it, it will be just to, just to get a laugh and to tear That's it right. down. Um. Because it's bullshit. It's pure garbage. Um, You know, got a question I have. Maybe you can answer it. Uh, When this trailer was cut together, when this film was being written, when he had to go to the studio, or it may well be his studio, I don't know. He had to get the okay from somebody to to make this film. Mm -hmm. He had to get the money, because I'm sure it wasn't fully funded by him. It makes me wonder about how many Black people or execs, people or whatever in a position of authority, how many lenders, how many executives, how many editors, how many people who look like him were in on the ground floor hmm. who read who read this hmm. screenplay. Mm-hmm. 
uh, read the synopsis or listened to a synopsis, then later on read the screenplay. Then the screenplay was edited perhaps a couple of times. How many people who were black or non-white read this? Hmm. Who the fuck okayed this? If they, if they, because to me, it seems that there were either very few or there were people who were akin to, to Nick Cannon. Mm-hmm. Nobody in their right mind uh, who'd experienced black life and who has been alive for more than 10, 15 goddamn years would have felt this would have been, this screenplay would make a great fucking movie. Good God. And like you were saying earlier, if there is a twist, we know what we're, we know it's been advertised. That is what you want to use to get people's asses in seats. Yeah. That's what you use it to get people to come to see the, th- come to the theater for, to see that. So yet another film where uh, a white person, this time a white woman, is elevated over black people, over your over our own women. Never mind the men, because I'm sure they don't have a great part. They don't have any large parts in the fucking film. Over our women, they're, they're elevated. And our women are, are diminished to uh, elevate them, which is fucked up, which we've seen too many times. We saw it. I don't have a name on movies and TV shows and books and comics. We, we've seen it a million times, man. And it's a real shame. So for those who are listening to this and saying, you got all of that from a two and a half minute trailer? Yes, that's what we got from it. And that's what the film will be. Yeah. Fuck Nick Cannon. And the horse you goddamn rode in on. Fuck him. Yeah, he yeah. has proved time and time again that he is not for us. Now, it doesn't mean that he is anti-us, but you can't be very much, you can't be for us all that well, all that much all that consistently and adamantly, if it's the first film you've ever directed, I'm assuming it's the first film he's ever directed and have full creative control over it in so much as that can be that can be given to a first-time director. And this is the route you decide to take. Like, you can't be for your people much, if at all. Yeah. Get a, get a, get a, get a burly, get a, get a heavyset chick up there. Get a, uh, 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 Get any woman who is not white. Get a woman who's black. How many white women do you, or, or Latino or Asian, uh, Native American? So we've seen street ball before. Those of us who've seen street, who seen street ball in real life. How many times have you seen a real street ball game going on in a tournament and there's a goddamn dainty ass uh, uh, whip of a white woman out there <laughs> schooling all everybody else out there? The men and the motherfucking women. Have you ever seen something like that, Doc? Nah, never. That's because it doesn't happen. I'm not saying it's an impossibility. I'm saying it doesn't happen. <laughs> right? It doesn't happen. <laughs> if this is a way to bring us together, then there were better ways to go about doing that. Instead of once more, one of our own people, man, diminishing us. We needed her to come in and save us. <laughs> because we don't possess enough. Our agency isn't strong enough for us to save ourselves. Black women, in so many ways, uh, in so much as it has been saved this past election, saved this fucking country. Mm-hmm. Black people, black women played a large part in that. Yep. So black women are literally, and, and by extension, I mean, you had a, a, a an aspiring autocrat who was surely going to lean full on into the role. So not only did black women play a massive a massively imbalanced and the positive for black women and a negative for everyone else role in saving this country, such as it is. But the autocrat's fingers 
their tendrils, they, they reach is long, especially when it comes to a country like America. Hmm. Black women, by way of that, saved a fuck of a lot more than this country or played a massive part in the Black people, period. So Black women are powerful enough to do that, but they're not powerful enough to win <laughs> a street ball game against some some random white woman. Like that's and the story is being the story was created as far as I know, at least in part, and it's being propelled by a black man, by a black man who, by the way, has daughters, and they're going to be black, and they're black. However light they are, they're going to be black. That's a goddamn shame, as you said. Fuck that guy. He may not be evil, but he doesn't seem like a good guy to me. He's not. He's not. It makes me wonder how the fuck they got Marla Gibbs and Cedric mm. the Entertainer, Faison Love, and Chris Brown to agree to be a part of this shit, a part of that fucking movie. How the fuck? Listen, none of them needs the money. <laughs> I don't believe many of them need the fucking money. So, but that's a great question because Marla Gibbs has been at this way for decades and decades and decades. So has everybody else you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Cedric the Entertainer and 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 how the fuck did they get? That's a great question. Because you would think that a Marla Gibbs type or a Cedric the Entertainer type or a Phase on Love type would read this motherfucking uh, screenplay and be like, "What the fuck is this? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lend my face, my likeness to this here, my gifts and talents to this here." That's a great question. How do you imagine that he he uh, convinced these people to be in this film, guy? Maybe maybe t- told his story about how he was wrong with, with those comments he made on that podcast and the journey that he's on and, and, uh, and learning and bringing people together. Mm-hmm. And he would um, love it if they, if they helped him along this journey. Mm-hmm. That's how I imagine he got them to agree to be a part of it. I sure hope not, because <laughs> if that was how he convinced them. I hope that that's not the way that he convinced them, because if it was, it would rather take my perception and not that they will be bad, evil, fucked up, terrible people, right? But it would it would do something to my respect level when it comes to people like Marla Gibbs, who I've respected my entire life. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer, who I've respected for decades, Phase I Love, and various other people. Films like this right here, I mean, I mean to say, I got nothing against Chris Brown other than him being an asshole whipping on fucking women and shit. And he's still doing it. Evidently, he's still doing it. Well, I do have something against him if he's an asshole in that way. Fuck him too, right? But this <laughs> is... He's still, he's still hitting on women. A couple weeks ago, I came across several stories and I backed it up and backed it up and backed it up. And there was another uh, another incident. Damn. And, you know. Damn. Slapping the shit out of fucking women. <laughs> um, But what I wanted to say was when I saw that he was in a film, he just has that air. You know what I'm saying? Like, I expect him to be in a film like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's he's yeah. the type. Even yeah. if he weren't uh, violent uh, against women, or even if he weren't, whatever. But I don't expect uh, uh, Marla Gibbs, Joe. Nah, not at all. Come on, man, now. <laughs> I mean, this better all. Not, all I have to say is, this better not be the last fucking big film appearance she has. That'd mm-hmm. be a hell of a fucking note to down. Mm-hmm. This woman has had an illustrious, celebrated, uh, very inspirational, very inspiring career. God, Marla, live to, let's hope that she's got a couple other films under her belt. 
what a way to what a way what a way to 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 put a cap on your career. I hope this is not the feather in her hat. Mm. Had of her career. Also, I would expect people like I'm really shocked that she was in it, but I'm also equally as shocked that Cedric didn't read it and be like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> right. What is this, doll? Can't you hear him? Hmm. I mean, what is this, doll? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, what the fuck you doing? <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't even have to curse. Mm-mm. Based on love, I can hear him cursing. What the fuck is this? <laughs> what made you think of me? For rolling this this drink. <laughs> I, I really hear him saying that. Uh, and various other people. So if as we were saying, as my brother, as you said, as you just said, my brother, if we see this fucking film, it will be so we don't do a whole lot of what they call hate watching. We we don't do a whole lot of that at all. But we will watch something to see how bad it can get. If it's any better than what we thought it could be, which <laughs> some might consider that hate watching, but that's not what we consider consider it. Uh, it's hoping against hope that it's a little bit better than what it is you thought. You might be having a day where you're not doing anything else, or you might have a day where you need some background noise, or there may be nothing else out that you feel like is even halfway worth going to go see. So you check it out. There is a distinct difference between that watching to see how bad a thing can get and hate watching it. Fuck mm-hmm. it, you can call it hate watching if you fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> that might be what the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah. But if we're to, if, if you want better art, I, I thought I could sew that up, Mark. I, th- I thought I could get that all sewed up, not sewed, <laughs> sewed up. But I just couldn't. I couldn't fucking do it. But here's the thing: in the black community in Black America, if you want better art, you have to demand better art. And sometimes demanding better art comes as a result of speaking about how you speaking how you feel about a fucking film, a novel, film, comic books, movies. Uh, music, whatever the fuck. And if it comes off as hate watching or hate listening or hate reading, then so fucking be it. It can't do anything but hold creators, artists accountable and cause them to step it up a bit. Yeah, exactly. I don't give a damn. I know there are going to be some people out there who who say that we hating on Nick Cannon. Fuck Nick Cannon, man. I don't give a fuck about Nick Cannon. Fuck him. But, but there's no but in it. Um, I am, we are the consumers. That's right. He put, he put the shit out there for people to consume. And I'm telling you, my response to the bullshit that he's putting out is that is fucking bullshit. Do better. That's right. That's right. Do better. Do what? Build back better. <laughs> Build back better. If you want better, if you want some juice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want better you have to demand better and that is both our right our pleasure and our responsibility as you just said god as consumers and if you don't want to do better if you don't want to build back better then keep expecting people to run your shit down and you and you and, and you you can hope that the consumers who are not wanting better who don't want to build back better continue to support the bullshit, the horse shit you're putting out into the world, the dreck, just because you're a black, just because you're famous, just because you're from a famous fucking family, just because you're fucking wealthy. This is film, television, music, literature, whatever the fuck, right? Paintings, whatever the fuck. Your best bet is to continue to rely on those individuals who are going to call folks like my brother and I haters because we don't like garbage. And we're not going to support it. So Nick Cannon, we don't 
need another white savior movie. We don't need no more of that shit. We don't seen it a million times. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about a movie that we recently saw and a movie trailer that we've seen and we don't plan on seeing the movie. So this last little bit I want to talk about is a, a, a movie that's coming out, I think, next week. Mm-hmm. I don't plan on seeing it, but you may plan on mm-hmm. seeing it. And that movie is uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> for the re- uh, do you for plan the record, on seeing it? I do plan on going to go see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the record. Yeah, I want to see it. I'm, I'm excited. I, whenever we talk about this kind of thing, man, if it's right on the heels of a terrible film that I have recommended, I always feel uh, 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 silly. Because they use these terms to come on, you know, they come on on the heels of one another. So it's like, and we're very open and honest and very plain with another going on. Always have been. Uh, but sometimes, even even having said that, I wonder if you think, I wonder if you ever want to say, okay, bro, like, how many times you want to get fucked here? <laughs> we just came out uh, a couple of days ago out of a terrible shit-ass waste of a film. And here I am ready to see the goddamn Shang-Chi film. So it's like, yeah, I am planning on going to go see it, but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I cut you off, but I had to say that. When I heard about a Shang-Chi movie coming out, I was excited. Mm-hmm. But when I saw the trailer, I was like, ah, no, I think I'm gonna pass on that. Main reason is, I don't particularly like the, um, the, the, the actor, the main character. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think they could have got somebody else. Um, mm-hmm. I don't particularly like him. I could be wrong. I, I don't think I've ever seen a movie with him in it, but yeah. You get a feeling. Yeah, I got a feeling. Anyway, um, what, what is his name? Simu Lee Lu? What is I, Simu? Uh, how you say that? I, I, I don't get me to telling you blatant lies. <laughs> I, just call, I just call him Lou. And maybe I'm probably mispronouncing that. Lou. Lou. Lou Kang. Oh, God, we said it at the same time. Good God. We're not, we're not racist. We're not racist. We aren't racist. But that's the name of a popular fucking character from a series you grew up on. God damn it. You heard, did you hear that? We said it at the same time. Hell yeah. God damn it. That, that uh, telepathy. Go ahead, man. What were you going to say? So, so, Lou. Yeah, Lou. I want to I wanna try to pronounce it. It's either Simu or Simu Lou. But I'll just keep saying Lou. And like you said, we may be saying that wrong. And if we are, forgive us. Yeah, our apologies. We really don't mean any um, disrespect. So Lou um, recently took offense to um, a Disney CEO calling the release of the movie, which is a theater exclusive, a quote unquote experiment. And I heard the little snippet of when he said, when he said experiment. And I think he was just referring to it not being released simultaneously on their streaming service. Like it was just going to be in the box office. Mm-hmm. So he was saying like, yeah, this is, this is like going back to normal um, mm-hmm. theater type releases. So we ain't going to release it as, as a streamer at the same mm-hmm. time. So we're going to see how this works. Mm-hmm. That's what I got out of it. But mm-hmm. somehow 
Lou got pissed off about that. And um, he made some comments in a tweet this past Saturday. He said, quote, we are not an experiment. We are the underdog, the underestimated. We are the ceiling breakers. We are the celebration of culture and joy that will, that will persevere after an embattled year. We are the surprise. And then he added, I'm fired to fuck up to make history on September 3rd. Join us. So I, 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 he got a little pissed off about that word experiment, but um, I think he overreacted a little bit, but, or maybe he was just, just, just trying to hype his people up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't find it egregious, you know, his response. I just thought like it was, if he was really angry, I think it was kind of like misguided, mm-hmm. but some people, not Lou, but some people have um, somehow roped Black Panther in mm. <laughs> on the compare on on comparisons to this movie about the the, the promotion of this movie and everything, and um, a lot of fans are excited to have an Asian led movie, but they're saying they're not getting enough attention and promotion. And a lot of them assume that that wasn't the case with Black Panther. But folks on the other side of that argument say that bringing up the gripe about the lack of promotion concerning this Shang-Chi movie is counterintuitive to inclusivity mm-hmm. as a whole. Mm-hmm. Because it's like you're shitting on Black Panther just to lift the Shang-Chi movie up. That's right. But uh, lots of people, including myself, remember back when Black Panther was coming out, um, I remember the lack of enthusiasm from non-Black people who weren't excited. You know, they just weren't excited about Black Panther. They weren't promoting it and stuff like that, but they want they want us to get excited about it. Yeah. So w- what are your thoughts on it? I saw the link. You shared the link with me. And I saw Lou's uh, response to uh, what this executive had to say. I, like you, didn't feel that the exec, whatever his role is, meant anything by calling it an experiment. I felt the same way you did. I feel the same way you do now, you do now which is we're going to do what we can. Him saying we're going to do what we can to get back to what, back to what, to reach some semblance of where we were before, before this pandemic became a thing. Theaters have reopened. People are able to go into theaters, and we want to give you the full experience. Now, you and I both know that um, there is an, a, a, a capitalism aspect in there. We know that that's a thing. If people aren't uh, going to theaters, then and they can just get shit on the streaming services, then they're not. I mean, they're paying for the streaming service itself, but they're not paying for the film to go for the tickets. Um, so we know that there's an element of capitalism that's in it. But having read that and having watched the um, uh, clip subsequently uh, since what you told me about or, or this, of what I read was, I didn't get the sense that the guy was speaking negatively or in a racially charged way towards Asian people. There are people uh, who are positions of authority, white people and other folks, not just white people, who will say racially charged things and they'll try to do it in a slick way or they're doing it in a way they consider slick. But of course, people can see through it and they're very, very clever and they're very, 
necessarily are. This man, I looked at it from every conceivable angle. The only angle I was unable to view it from would be the angle of an Asian person, a person of Asian descent. So that means that it's not for me to be offended on their behalf. It's not for me to be, it's not for me to be offended on their behalf. I can be offended as a human being. I did not feel offended by anything I read or heard by way of this man. I understand, it, like you said, it could have been Lou trying to fire his people up and get people on board and, 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 and get people excited for it. It could be a marketing ploy. Who the fuck knows for these people these days? He could have spoke to fucking Disney or this guy, and it could have been, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, as I know you know that guy, my brother, but listeners, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do know how, I do have an idea of how capitalism works. It could be meant to drum up, and it would be the first time something like this has happened either. Drum up publicity, get eyes on it. <clears throat> the more eyes are on it, the more asses there are in seats. Now, does that yeah. sound like something that's outside of the realm of possibility to you? No, nah, nah, not at all, because um, you know how sensitive um, people are about uh, these, um, these stars, these actors and actresses doing anything um, that could be considered controversial you know um if they tweet something or they 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 share something or they say something during an interview or something like that like people are on top of that shit and talking about it and that gets the attention of these disney execs and you know they may be in a little hot water so i wouldn't be surprised if he gave that ceo a heads up saying to say like yeah, yeah i'm gonna respond to what you said in this way and it you know and it turned and it, into a marketing ploy. A very deft marketing ploy and disingenuous as fuck, but when does that ever matter to these big fucking conglomerates? When does that ever matter to uh, to uh, capitalistic, uh, to capitalism, late stage capitalism, um, or died in the wool capitalists? I know, I'll tell you one thing, It better if that is the case, it better never come out. It better never come out. Disney will be all right. That man may not make it. The exec may not make it. He may be fired or terminated, given his sack for whatever uh, drummed up cockamamie reason. But this actor may not be able to come back from that. Again, I'm not saying that I believe that's what you know how I feel about that guy. Yeah. Uh, but there are some listeners who are going to be thinking, I'm sure, one or two. Well, that sounds like a conspiracy to me. It's not a conspiracy. These mm -hmm. sorts of things have happened. I'm not saying I believe that it's happening, but I wouldn't be surprised. At this point in time, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all of those. Those are great marketing tools if you know how to utilize them. Mm -hmm. And if you have the if you if you have the right utilizers, right? I didn't feel uh in any way offended or put off by what this man said. That was my long ass around the block way of saying that. Uh if this is not something that was planned, pre-planned, and I don't believe it is. But it could be. You never fucking know, right? <laughs> um, when it comes to money, you just never know when it comes to that particular kind of thing. But I'm just gonna take it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume that he really felt that way. I believe that people are riled up. People are riled mm -hmm. up as it is. Minorities in this country and abroad are particularly here, but also abroad, are riled up. So mm -hmm. sometimes we are hyper focused on things that we are, we have no reason to not be hyper focused on these micro and macro aggressions on racism and bigotry and discrimination. We have, no, we have every reason to be. 
But I think sometimes we can jump the gun. And I think with him, he, he is, even though I can't speak from life as an Asian man in this country, right? Or an Asian person, person, I believe that he jumped the gun on his response to that. Yeah. Um, I kind of believe, I do believe he jumped the gun on that too. Or at best, at best, this is the way I hope it is that he mm. was just, he just really wasn't offended by the, the CEO saying it's an experiment because he understood where he mm. was coming from with that. Mm. But he just used it to, you know, get people hyped up about the movie. That's at best. Hopefully, he didn't jump the gun like I like I like we think he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and like you, I as a person, I wasn't offended by what that CEO was saying in terms of mm. the experiment, and mm. I wasn't. Um, I didn't get upset about Lou's response. I've I've come to a conclusion, mm-hmm. and and that conclusion is that representation is so important Mm -hmm. because you have underrepresented minorities in these movies and and uh, and all types of movies here in america going back and forth over the bones these movie execs are are Mm -hmm. tossing us Mm -hmm. you know like we didn't get that much promotion going back and forth over over these bones this wouldn't happen if you had uh, sufficient representation in the movies to begin with. That's right. The lack of sufficient representation is ex- very intentional, and it always has been very, very intentional. So, fighting over the scraps while the big dogs or cats or monsters sit at the table and they have the, they're consuming the true wealth. They're consuming the, you know, they're consuming what actually matters. Uh, while we pick at the scraps and fight over the scraps, that's a no-go. That's not going to take us very far at all. Um, I don't remember there being... So I know a handful of Asian people very well. But outside of those people, and not even all of those people, I didn't know a lot of them to be excited about the Black Panther. And indeed, for a while, after the Black Panther was released, you had a lot of negative uh, uh, backlash Mm -hmm. from white people, from Asians, Mm -hmm. and some, some Black people. From Latinos, mm-hmm. because we had finally gotten our thing done for us and by us. Yep. Largely, right? Disney just put it to bill, but black people did that. And at the time, it was the highest grossing Marvel film ever. And it was a brilliant film. It was really beautiful, uh, uh, poignant. It was funny. You know what I'm saying? It was timely, all of those things. So there were quite a lot of white people and Asian people at the time who were. I was pissed about that, Mark. I remember that very well. And then, mm-hmm. as the film, as the time, as its time in the box office progressed, more of them just fell into it, and it ended up becoming an even bigger splash than what it originally was going to be, mm-hmm. what it originally was. But I don't know very many, and I'm not saying it doesn't exist, listeners. That's not what we're saying. I know that there are blacks who are that are biased and racist and bigoted when it comes to Asian people. We we know that. We both know that. But I can't say, and I think I can speak for you as well, in fact, I know I can, that there are any Black people who are big on shitting on this film to uplift Black Panther. And the way that those things, I'm sure that they exist. I know that they do because people are assholes all the way around. 
But I don't, I don't, I don't know any black person. I, the, the black people that I know who are talking about this film are hype about going to go see it. Yeah, it's super hype. If there's one thing we are hype about in terms of entertainment, black people, other than our own art, it is Asian imports, anime, fighting styles, karate, judo, uh, uh, ninjutsu, kung fu, clothes, uh, music, uh, characters in comic books and literature. They consume quite a lot of our culture over in, in Asian countries. I mean to say Black culture. But we also consume quite a lot of theirs. Wu-Tang Clan, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Anime, Dragon Ball, all of those things, man. So <clears throat> if there's one thing Black Americans love, both men and women, straight, gay, fat, short, conventionally attractive, conventionally attractive, rich, poor, you name it. We love the Asian import. Japanese, Chinese, Vietnamese, right? Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. So we're not going to shit on this. I am a black man, and I am hyper excited about going to go see this film. Knock on wood, fingers fucking crossed. It's not shit, you know. And it's Suicide Squad three, <laughs> hmm. Suicide Squadier. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it will be. But most of us are very excited. I haven't come across one black person who straight up uh, shitted on it. You say you don't have any intention to send it, but you didn't call it trash. You just had your feel of specific of, of superhero films. Mm-hmm. You put the fuck off, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you didn't you didn't degrade it or put it down. You didn't degrade the the, the, the actor or the idea or put him or the idea down. Mm-hmm. But the majority of us, I, I haven't met one black person who's not excited about it. And I guarantee goddamn you, when I go to the theater, I hope we can go and see it. The guy, I hope you change your mind, guys, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> I guarantee you. That the vast majority of that crowd and a couple of those viewings and the theater that we go to over here, the Grand Winston, North Carolina, Northwestern, half of those asses in those seats are going to be black. That I know. Yeah. Because we yeah, love Darren goddamn too. We love it, boy. Who doesn't love Bruce Lee? Right. What black person doesn't love Jet Lee, Bruce Lee, anime, manga, hmm. karate? Ninjutsu, kung fu, like this is our bread and butter. So it's an eat, it's a cultural exchange. Uh, Jackie Chan, I, think, I just want to say Jackie Chan. Oh yes, Jackie Chan. I just, just want to say, say it. Of course, of course, <laughs> Jackie, we love you, Jackie. Jackie, we love you. Uh, Chai Wan Fat. Mm-hmm. All the rest of these motherfuckers, all the rest of these guys and gals, you know, the chick from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, mm-hmm. I forget her name. And I don't want to go on any further because I will come up like an ass, like a racist. <laughs> uh, but we love what it is y'all do. Y'all love what it is we do. We have some problems between us. There are historical issues between Asian and Amer- Asian Americans and African Americans in this country. But going back to what you were saying a few minutes ago, brother, we need to stop fighting over the scraps and unite. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that there can't be any purely um <clears throat> black American efforts or any purely Asian American or Asian efforts or black efforts. It doesn't mean that, but we need to figure out a way to stop squabbling over the crumbs they're giving us and, and, and believing in this, believing in this falsehood that in order for us to feel up, y'all have to feel down. 
mm-hmm. or vice versa. It doesn't have to be that way. How about we all support one another? We support one another's artistry. We support one another's efforts. We support one another's gumption, one mm-hmm. another's perseverance. And when the time comes, you guys and gals show up for us. We will show up. Our guys and gals will show up for you. Mm-hmm. Us being dead set against one another in this country on, on many scores was very intentional. Yep. And it, 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 it is applicable in this way as well. Uh, I got two things, two final things I want to say. One is I do have faith that this will be a good movie. Mm-hmm. I just, like you said, like you said, I'm, I just had my feel of superhero flicks right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know if I, pretty sure if I go see it, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, second thing I want to say is once again, where the hell is Tyler Perry? Mm-hmm. Oprah, mm-hmm. Will Smith, Beyonce and Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. P. Diddy, even though we don't like his motherfucking ass. Mm-hmm. Floyd, mm-hmm. Mayweather, Money Mayweather, even though we don't like his ass either. Where all these motherfuckers at, man? One can't. We have somebody to produce some um, science fiction, fantasy, superhero type stuff. We got Michael B. Jordan is. Yeah, he's doing mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. But he's who big, else? Who, he's big on it too. Yeah. Who's, who else is gonna, who's gonna join him? Who else is gonna do something? Evidently, it's a risky. That, that's a great question. Where are they? Evidently, it's a, it's a risky venture. We know the things that Black people will support. Yes, there are a lot of us love who love fantasy and science fiction. But like people like you and I, we love fantasy, science fiction, horror, and all that. But I know precious few Black people who are into those things, Mark. For real. There are a lot of us who are into it, but I know precious few personally who are into it. I can count them maybe on two hands. So, but but I but I know a myriad, a, a great number rather of black people who are into bullshit ass motherfucking um ghetto ass, quote unquote ghetto ass motherfucking efforts, basketball fucking films, football fucking films, drug running films or TV shows, novels, comic books, uh relationship relationship bullshit think like a man or like a woman or whatever the fuck it is think like a man yes they and that's why these movies and tv shows and novels and comics and all of that can and plays continue to be released because the people with the power and the visibility and the wherewithal the money they know what what we're apt to absorb what we have to accept and absorb and continue to accept and absorb absorb ad infinitum Mm-hmm. But they don't, they're not quite that sure. This is my belief, brother, about science fiction, about fantasy, hard fantasy, hard science fiction, about uh anything beyond the things that I mentioned earlier. And oh, a comedy. Oh yeah. You know, a film bashing fucking women, a film bashing men. Like the truth is, black people are just as no one black person is a fucking monolith. We're just as varied and just as fucking unique individually. 
uh, as every other person is mm-hmm. within every other within every other ethnic group or race. There are, there are many of us who love science fiction, who love fantasy, who love horror, who love all kinds. Like, but we can we can love relationship films. We can love uh, church going films. We can love. I've loved quite a few of those things. You know, church going uh, films. No relationship. <laughs> but there are, but there are, there are aspects of church going films and other films that I have loved, like The Color Purple. Oh, I get what you're saying now. Yeah. Um, let's see, <laughs> Fighting Temptations. I never seen that all the way through. Not because it's mm. so horrible, but it's, I'm just, you know, I'm just not, you know. Mm. So we can love the point that are you stupid man. The point that I'm, I'm making here is. We, no one black person is a monolith. We are just as unique and varied as everybody else, people who are members of other races. So speaking to black people in positions of authority and power with money, visibility, Jay-Z, Oprah, Money Mayweather, fucking Puffy, uh, uh, all these people. Give us a chance, Tyler Perry, give us a chance. Yeah. Give us, give your own people a fucking chance. Because You have the visibility, you have the power, you have the money, you have the influence, right? Get the, if Oprah Winfrey or Tyler Perry went to, or Jay-Z or Beyonce, went to Disney and said, we want to create uh, or take part in creating original characters or original stories, science fiction, fantasy, horror, whatever the fuck. Disney, because of the influence that these the mega influence across planet Earth that these people had, they'd be foolish to turn them the fuck down. We're going with your half. Mm-hmm. They would accept it, Mark. Yeah. They wouldn't have any reason not to. <laughs> but very few of these people are into doing that. Now you had people like Will Smith who uh uh lent lent himself to Hancock, which is as a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the greatest film, but it's a step in the right direction. I, I applaud it. And it, there were parts of it that were funny, that were impressive, you know, but you know, it was you know. Um, Tyler Perry did a Halloween film, but it was also a comedy, so it couldn't just been like one of those things, you know. But that's also a step in direction. He did a couple of those actually, so it is possible. What Michael B. Jordan is doing is extraordinary. That dude is impressive, man. Yeah, he is impressive in so many ways, he really is. He seems fearless, yeah, mm-hmm. and he also seems. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, we need more of that. We do. He seems fearless. He seems like a, 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 he's a, he's a brilliant actor. God knows he is. He is a, uh, uh, an advocate for adequate health, physical fitness. That motherfucker looks like a goddamn God. He is an ad- He's an advocate for black empowerment. He's an advocate for uh, animal rights. He's an advocate for enriching ourselves, enriching other people. The motherfucker is just, he's a real class act. But I don't think it's an act. Yeah. He uh has been trying. He's been doing his thing. And I wish we had more of him doing being fearless, man, and saying, well, if it fails, it fails. But I tried. Maybe that inspires somebody else to do it better than I ever could. Mm-hmm. Looks like me. Who sounds like me, who is from where I'm from who comes from where I come from, or possibly, you know, even less. 20 years ago, it seemed like Will Smith was going to be that guy, but 
uh, you know, Will Smith is a, is a great actor. I think he's very gifted in terms of acting. He comes off like he's very personable and cool, but there's also something about him that I've always found off-putting. <laughs> you know, he's great at what he does in terms of his acting. His music is fine, uh, but he's too careful mm-hmm. when it comes to his approach. So, uh, in terms of films and things like that. Uh, he got with M. Night Shyamalan and then After Earth. That's, that's, that was supposed to be science fiction. So that was a step in the right direction. But it was also headed up by M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Who ain't all that in love with, uh, with black actors and actresses? Yeah, I'm sure You know, who's not. No, fuck it. Who ain't all that goddamn in love? No, who's <laughs> not. Fuck that. Uh, so you have a couple of folks. I know Oprah Winfrey put her, put her power behind... Uh, a wrinkle in time or a ripping time or whatever the fuck it was. A wrinkle in time. That was a that was a step in the right direction. Was it a good movie? No, it wasn't. Hmm. <laughs> but you know, it was a step in the right right direction. Keep doing it. We need yeah. people that are bold and brave uh when it comes to that. And we also don't need to fight for scraps. Asians, Latino individuals. I look, I, one other thing I wanted to say, I've seen Latino individuals on Twitter uh, uh jumping on that saying, yeah. And they're on Shit, the side no, Black of Black Panther. Yes, Mark. And what do you know that good? Yep. Yep. You don't have to tear the people down to elevate yourself. How about everybody elevates everybody else? It's possible. Damn sure is. Yeah. So, in closing, (laughs) (laughs) in closing, I don't have much to say. Um, But I do want to say, yeah, I I don't have much to say, but I do have something to say. Mm Mm-hmm. Fuck Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Kanye West, a.k.a. Kanye Pest. (laughs) Fuck the baby. Fuck Uh Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. Fuck P. Diddy. That's right. And fuck Money Mayweather. (laughs) He's he's just a clown. Fuck them all. Fuck him too. Uh, <laughs> uh, fuck any individual who is big on fucking other people. Fuck anti-maskers. Fuck yeah. anti-vaxxers. Aggressive anti-vaxxers. Fuck those who shit all over the poor or the mentally unwell or the destitute or the immigrant or the fatty, the skinny... If you're an asshole, fuck you. But those are, <laughs> those are some big names. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot one. Fuck Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Mm. And mm. just pretty much the GOP. Fuck all the motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. That's right. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> if you're not good for other people, fuck you. I, that's, that's my closing statement, too. Yeah. Fuck conspiracy theorists. Yeah, fuck conspiracy theorists. <laughs> because y'all holding us back from moving forward out of this pandemic bullshit. It's just abominable fucking time in history. Yeah. One other thing that I, this really would be my last word today, my brother. If you've not been vaccinated, get vaccinated. Help turn the curve. Yeah. Assist in getting us back to where we need to be. We don't need to say much else about it other than that. If you ain't been vaccinated, get vaccinated. Wear your mask and socially distance, all of that.
next time on the main satellite. Yeah, yeah. All right, fellas. All right, good night, bro. Take it easy, bro. All right. All right.